1: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Once again, Mid-Flight Brawl is brought to you by our good mates at Heaps Normal. Get around them, heapsnormal.com. It's delicious, independent, non-alcoholic beer. Get them online and when you do, when you buy a slab, chuck in duty-free at checkout for free shipping around Australia. By now, though, honestly, they've been with us for over a year. They're fucking legends, and you've probably had oh. one out and about in the wild. They're
2: everywhere. Yeah. Man, you can get it at my fruit shop. So you're kidding. No, no real excuse not to buy a four-pack <laughs> of heapses. But for the carton, go online and hit, and uh, keep this going. Let them know that you're listening to this by getting one online.
1: Is that your fruit shop just slowly turning into a bottle low, bit by bit?
2: Pretty much, Yeah. <laughs> I love it. There was a time in my life when I thought, our oh, fruit shop's selling honey. Nah, it's a fucking stretch unless yeah. it's homemade, unless it's like independent. But now they got cheese and all sorts of, you know, small goods, that sort of shit in fruit shops now. It's like butchers selling artisan stuff. Dunno. Yeah. Jury's out. Well, mate, heaps
1: normal. You can get it at Heggie's Fruit Shop. If you see it there, <laughs> grab one. If you get them online, duty free at checkout. Help us out here at MFB HQ. Hey, I'm Nick Cody.
2: And I'm Luke Heggie. Throughout human history, there have been countless scuffles, melees and frackasses. When planes were invented, we didn't magically just stop belting the shit out of each other. So ladies and gentlemen, strap in, kick
1: your shoes off, recline your seat without checking, drink your duty free and start staring aggressively at strangers. This is Mid-Flight Brawl.
2: Midair air madness, passengers trading blows. mid brawl on board a scoot flight from the, the Gulf at LAX. Thrown off a flight from Bali. A disruptive passenger on board. Cussing, screaming, spitting, even urinating. Many of them have been captured on cell phones. this <laughs> <on? laughs> crashes. Out the fucking door!
1: Welcome to Mid-Flight Brawl. Any tip rat can fly now, and here's what happens when they do. I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. Welcome
2: back. Buddy boy.
1: Cheers, bud. Thanks for looking after us with the intro the last couple of weeks. I had a uh, bit of a tragic incident in the fam, and an unexpected one. Um, I'd play the appropriate soundbite, but ACAR stop playing Michael Jackson clips for a minute. Um, <laughs> so, I don't know if we should listen to them or not. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. But uh, pretty grim. Thanks for looking out for us, mate. How are you going?
2: Yeah, I'm all right. I'm up in yeah. Queensland at the moment. Queensland. Yeah, I'm you're all over the show, weren't you? Yeah, lots of... Noosa. Lots of plains, Yeah, Noosa, Toowoomba, Gold Coast, Brisbane. Yeah, busy at the Golden Coast right now.
1: Oh, yeah, beautiful. Making mm. it slowly back down to Sydney. Um, yeah. Mate, you weren't... Uh, by the way, before we get into it, as I said, I missed last week, and uh, a lot of people sent nice messages. Very different from the usual messages we get on Patreon. But to be fair... Those are generally when we say, hey, can you send us some awful stuff to say on here yeah, right. to people that haven't supported us on patreon.com slash Brawl?" Yeah. So when you leave our good listeners to their own devices, they
2: will send some positive affirmations your way. Oh, proof positive that we don't need the police in society. Mm. Leave people to it. They're probably all pretty nice. Well, man, and because... It.
1: Because my wife was dealing with some pretty rough stuff, I've just been at home. I'm solo, I'm riding solo,
0: I'm riding
1: solo, I'm riding solo, solo. Just riding solo dolo, Jason Derulo style with the boys getting into. Is that Jason Derulo? Yeah. I didn't hear him say it. Well, man, it cut off the start where it says his name, but don't worry. (laughs) That is generally the easiest way to figure out a Jason Derulo song is listen to the first few seconds.
2: Most of them would like for their parents to have called them at Jason Derulo at birth. <laughs> so that's his name. Oh, just say that. When when's that coming? At something. Yeah. Mine, my, my name's at this
1: dot com. Oh. It's got yeah. Maybe a dot com soon. <laughs> a dot com name. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Why not? At at gmail.com. Yeah. I'm Frank I'm Frank at gmail.com. <laughs> Harrison. Oh, what a name. Um <laughs> Uh, mate, I, because I've been solo dolo with the boys at home, I've been getting into a little bit of cooking, Higgy.
2: Oh yeah, reheating up.
1: Yeah, well, I hit you up the other day and said, "Man, I'm thinking about cooking a chook." You didn't, you didn't believe me. It was like if you called me and said, "Hey, man, I'm getting into computers." Yeah, I go, "Fuck off!" Who stole your phone? Yeah, are you T1000? <laughs> Have you morphed into my friend, copied his voice and giving me a buzz? <laughs> <laughs> How'd you go with the chook? Haven't cooked the chook yet. Not quite there. I was probably off, mate. That was days ago. You told me that. No, well, I didn't buy it yet. I'm gonna make oh. sure I buy a good chook. I know your. I know your rule of thumb, where it seems to be to get a good chook that you have to cook yourself. It has to be about four times the
2: cost of a fucking already cooked chook in a bag. Yes, it does. You get <laughs> get what you fucking pay for. It's a simple concept. <laughs> so what you rang up to tell me was that you were thinking of. Sometime in the future, buying a chicken and cooking it, but you haven't Amen. even done that.
1: First steps, you know, baby steps. Holy shit. First, you've got to tell no. people, and then you start
2: getting about it. That is very modern of you. Getting to work. You're doing that. <laughs> First step, tell everyone that you're going to do something. <laughs> yeah, and then, then you, you have you to. Have do to. It. No,
1: you don't. Man, that, that's how I operate. That is actually how I operate. That's how I had the year off booze. You tell a few people, yeah. then you've got people keeping you in check. If left to my own devices,
2: I'd probably be dead in a hotel room. Yeah, I think that's most people. That they need to be shamed and bullied, otherwise they don't do anything. And we're trying to eradicate it. <laughs> no good. <laughs> nothing had happened. Um, I'm purely driven by external forces. <laughs> yeah, well, nothing. Look, most people operate the same way. <laughs> the, the um, lot of stories coming in. Lot of lot of modern brawls being yeah. uh, sent to us, and keep them coming. Don't think, oh, someone must have already sent this. No. Nah. There's heaps and there's been some good Aussie ones.
1: They certainly have been. Two Jetstar stories, two Barley stories. Um, Now, one of those do cross over. One is a Jetstar-Barley combo. Bingo. Um, But the the other Jetstar story, saw this on the news the other night.
2: Jetstar passengers say they feared for their lives
1: when a brawl erupted, forcing the pilot to return the aircraft to Melbourne.
2: How is your life in danger when you witness a fight? Yeah, on a plane. Are you worried about future mental health episodes or something because you've seen it, or they actually think physically they're going to get hurt if there's a fight nearby? What do you reckon they're thinking, saying that?
1: You know what? They're hoping to turn their eyewitness account into a bit of... Oh, for sure.
2: Without question.
1: Whereas I think we're both on the same page, whereas if there's a brawl on the plane, I'm just going to say, I thought it was the new 9-11 later, and just start punching whoever's already punching. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking free kick. Go for it. <laughs> yeah.
2: I don't want any victimhood TM. I just want to cut of the action.
1: <laughs> what a rare
2: treat. I'll assume it was terrorism. This uh that bloke who said I'm not getting off. As my wife's crying now. I'm not getting off.
1: Oh yeah, that that was the one that was another one. And that was a Qantas flight coming from uh Bali to ah. Melbourne, I believe. And they got held up on the tar market. And a lot of people a lot of people sent it to me. And uh, a lot of people saying, Cody, we reckon you'll have something to say about um, maybe the voice of the bloke who was yelling at the corner staff. Oh, yeah. And I knew from the white Balenciaga t-shirt and the high-fade f- haircut, I was about to hear. Not bad. Good stories. And yes. I was not
2: disappointed. <laughs> well, a lot of these are sourced from <laughs> Melbourne, these grubbery stories. It does not make sense to me.
1: Again, if any, if anyone says... A, that's a racial accent thing. No, it's not. I've been to every country in that region and never heard, not bad, good size. Oh, My favourite bit about that accent is it is Australian,
2: a truly Australian
1: accent. Absolutely.
2: It's a great Nowhere one. else in the world. It's really good. But, uh, yeah, a lot <laughs> a lot of Melbourne stuff, which, it, I mean, being the epicentre of progression and, and um, tolerance, it just defies logic that it keeps happening, this sort of yeah. stuff. I don't know what's... When people talk about the... Um, you know, the
1: leaders of progression and the home of the arts. They're talking about zone one, Melbourne. Yeah. But I grew up I grew up zone two, zone three. And uh mm. it is a little bit more Not bad, normal. good size. And yeah. uh, I'm all for it. It's life. It's, it's exciting. <laughs> it's it's a, keep you on your toes. <laughs> oh fuck it, a lot more exciting.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, that bloke's saying I'm not getting off that mate, you are. Those ladies yeah. might not get you off, but you're definitely getting yeah. off. Yeah. That's a silly concept.
1: And someone's about to get a talking to about respect. Yeah.
2: And how there's a lack of
1: respect. Yeah. It's always respect. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, if there's more sort of unaccounted for respect around the place or just <laughs> unwarranted respect being thrown the way people who've never deserved it, we wouldn't have these problems.
1: To be fair though, I did see a lot of the comments on the video saying that's bullshit. Show us the first half of the video. Okay. Uh, some people commenting under that saying, well, there is no first half. Obviously, someone started recording once the bloke kicked off. Yeah. I think what they meant to say is, what did the airline staff say to him to have him fire up like that?
2: Yeah. I mean, it's got to be one in a million that airline staff are actually just poking the lion. Yeah. I would say, you know, 99.9 recurring times, it's not the airline who was starting shit.
1: Yeah. And if I was to go anyone on a flight, it's not a bloke with a high-fade haircut and a Balenciaga
2: T-shirt on. Yeah. What is Balenciaga? Is it a brand, like a Gucci?
1: Yeah, it is a a brand, yeah. Uh, Where's it from, Balenciaga?
2: Probably Werribee.
1: I hope I'm saying it correctly.
2: Spain's. It's a bit Sergio Giorgini, isn't it?
1: Uh, Called The Master of Us All by Christian Dior, Balenciaga has a reputation as a Couturier? Couture. I know the word couture. Couture. Couture, yeah. Couturia? Yeah, of uncompromising standards.
2: Well, of course, t shirts. <laughs> like when something's that high class, they must be disappointed that it gets hijacked by people who just start bashing.
1: Well, and again, of uncompromising standards and top stories Balenciaga released designer chip bag. Shit bag? Chip. Chip bag. Oh, right. A lays yeah. chip bag. What the fuck is that? Lay's chips, Lay's is like the
2: Smiths of America. Oh right. Oh, so there's chips in it? Uh,
1: no, I think it
2: is. Oh, it's so a designer bag to look. It's like a bag designer of chips. bag. You're carrying that around.
1: Yeah, and they've just broken ties with Kanye West. So. All right. Eh? Balenciaga, uncompromising standards. Yeah, I don't know. I think they've Pretty compromised
2: good. a little bit. A bit like your favourite brand, that Ed Hardy. Remember those? <laughs> big neck on them. Big wide oh, neck yeah. T-shirts Yep. With some beautiful designs. A bloody vajazzle hat. Very busy. Busy clothing. <laughs>
1: Very busy. As your type like. Yeah, so whole family kicked off coming back from Bali. You have a passenger punch-up on the Jetstar flight from Melbourne to Brisbane and uh, what was the other one? There was a Perth Jetstar passenger bound to Bali booted off flight after drinking booze on the plane. Duty-free alcohol. Wow. Fucking hell. Good. Keep them
2: coming. And actually, that's a, it's a more chilly, it's a more chilly yeah. trio of stories. Well, this, today's episode's fairly well related, but we, we've been getting cracking on with it, in fact.
1: Before we get in, though, each week if we're down the line from one another, you've always got a Zoom background uh, with some sort of hor- horrific past attached to the photo. This week, it is a black and white photo. There's some cops outside, and I'm looking at, uh, I reckon, a early 90s or late 80s Commodore, oh, isn't a white
2: Commodore? Yes, yeah, white Commodore white,
1: wagon. White Commodore wagon. port.
2: There's a Tercel out the front as well. Toyota oh, Tercel. Yeah. Oh or fuck, the, I haven't seen one of those in a while. Yeah, or the Corolla. What's the yeah? Name? Is it a Tercel? The Corolla. The, yeah, four-wheel drive Corolla. Yeah, obviously. not really.
1: <laughs> uh. Also, um, early adopters of the uh, of the solar panels on top of the carport. Mm. There, uh, love a carport, by the way. Oh, yeah. Pretty good. Not a, not, it's not
2: a garage. Fuck no. no. But it's still something. It's a carport. Um, we're looking at a uh, suburb of Warranora in beautiful South Sydney. Oh, uh, South Australia. Hey, by yeah. the way,
1: just quickly, carport, very
2: Australian thing? Uh, yeah, I think so. I don't see I don't anyone see else him. pulling that off. No. Nah. Or caring. Those park on the street. Yeah. Treat their cars like cars, not members of the family.
1: A carport, very Australian because it seems like someone started building a garage and then halfway through going, fuck this, it's beer time. And then they realise nothing gets on the car under the carport anyway, so good to go. No need yeah. for walls and shit.
2: Walls. I'm not putting a door <laughs> in between that and the house. You walk around. <laughs> um, yes, this is Warren Ora. This is the the uh, Gilliam, Gilliam household where a young Jeffrey, Ooh. late teenager in the early 90s, was living in the boathouse. That's never good, is it? Ooh. Like living in the same property as your parents but not in the house. Yeah. Recipe for fucking disaster from what I've seen. Granny flat style. Oh, yeah. But it separated. He um, yeah. came in the house one night to find his brother had killed his parents and was standing over his mum with a lit match oh. and gas e- everywhere, gasoline everywhere. So, of course, he chased his brother down and stabbed him 17 times. Oh, admitted yeah. that. Admitted that he killed his brother. But not the yeah. parents. And then the house went up in flames. And uh destroying all evidence. Well, he did a few years of jail before getting acquitted totally. Oh wow. And he's fine. He didn't do it. I mean, he's the only one still alive, but you know me, I'm not gonna judge. But uh <laughs> it happened just as he said. A, and no one's pretty said easy, different. Uh,
1: pretty easy four piece
2: puzzle there. <laughs> Funnily enough. One of the other, I think it was the dad or the mum was stabbed seventeen times as well. Oh wow! So he's he's obviously <laughs> checked that. He said, "Well, you stabbed mum seventeen times. I'm going to stab you seventeen times, exactly the yeah. same way." So, put a buy for an eye. Yeah, but a stab for a stab. Pretty oh, good. Pretty good. I mean, he got a million bucks out of it, but that was just by the by. What Jeffrey? But, Jeffrey? Yeah, he got the uh, well, the family. There was no one left to take the fortune. Not, not that it's a fortune. It's probably the house. Yeah, that he got. Yeah, anyway. Jesus, good luck, Jeff. So, but he still had to do a couple of years. He did a couple of years before they did a retrial and went, "No, nah, I don't reckon." You know, this better lawyer said, "No, nah, get you off, mate," and he's off. So, with a million bucks, million dollars cash, cash cold hard. Anyway, yeah, perpetrator uh, and the victim. I like it. <laughs> we better kick on, mate. Been mucking around for some time now. Uh, we're at episode one thirty-seven, if you can believe that. They said we'd never make it, but um, this week we're looking at American Airlines Flight One Two Nine Three, May twenty-three, two thousand eighteen, from uh, Saint Croix—that's how they pronounce it, uh, Virgin Islands—to Miami, USA. I thought i thought it'd be Croix, like that's what I would think, but they say Croix. Say so Delacroix and St. Croix. Oh, yeah, of course. Surprised I don't pronounce the X, to be oh, honest. It's yeah. a <laughs> pretty frenetic part of the world. Um, <laughs> our bloke today, his name is Jason Felix. Uh, and it's not the Jason Felix you have often talked about, the artist responsible for a bunch of those impressive pictures you see on that game with the cards you play Magic, The Gathering, <laughs> Dragons, and shit. We've got an actual mate who plays that. Yeah. That particular one, that Jason Felix, your mentor and confidant, mm-hmm. was, uh, he was accused of stealing other artists' work, which he was. Uh, when he okay. got busted, you know who the culprit was? Mental illness. No, nah, overwork. He's become oh. so busy, he started stealing shit. So. Well, that probably is a mental illness now. Another profession where you happen to be involved in, get busy making money, you don't have time to write your own stuff. Why should you? You've worked hard to get to that point. This, you know, other scummy little turds should be working together to help make you some more money. Fuck them. Um, Those, the super big names with the writers. Yeah.
1: It always stands out to me when they open bits by saying the other day I was at the shops. Oh,
2: you know, yeah. I don't know if you were. I haven't set foot in a shop for a decade. <laughs> I, I'm not, I, I don't mean the writers so much, at least that's sort of semi honest. It's uh, it's more you yeah, just flogging shit. Um like, my, like the majority of thieves, though, this Jason Felix, it was the very first time he'd ever done, done anything like this and he got caught. Oh. That is unlucky. <laughs> <laughs> Won't do it again. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's just glad he learned the lesson. He offered to compensate the other struggling artists and move on from the whole thing. He's uh, prolific on Twitter, this Jason Felix, and that's that's a good ploy, actually, to cover something up dodgy, bury the controversy in legitimate shit. It's laundering. Just putting a 1,000 tweets between you and the dodgy one and then you're fine. Oh, yeah,
1: art, art underscore Jason Felix.
2: Yeah, anyway.
1: Oh, by the way, how sus is the Visual designer, creator of intellectual properties. Yeah, I did see that. Then a comma space and
2: world building for the entertainment industry. It's got a comma and, and an and. To me, the most annoying part of that is that it's other people's intellectual properties he's building. Yeah. You'd take that off the bio, wouldn't you?
1: Well, just saying creator of intellectual properties, it's, it's you
2: know—it's the I'm a good bloke. Of- oh, yeah. I mean, most bios are I'm a good honest bloke who's never done anything <laughs> wrong. <laughs> slash father slash husband. Yeah.
1: It was like uh, the other year when I worked on Triple M in Brisbane and the head of Adani Australia called in and he said, first of all, I've just got to say, that are Australia are paying the relevant taxes here in Australia. Yeah. I said, yeah, that's all what all legitimate business people kick off with. Oh yeah. They just without question, they just tell you where they're paying
2: tax. That's it how means... I introduce myself sometimes. Hi, I'm Luke Heggie, taxpayer. <laughs> taxpayer, all here. Never missed a bass. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my ABN. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, Jason Felix, ours, thirty five, our hero today. Is uh, he's blessed with a goatee, long and thin. And, oh, and those ones are in profile oh. it looks a bit like a shoehorn. Like it, it's got a bit yeah. of lift off the chin there. Yeah, must be waxed or something. Although I've seen that before.
1: Stringy, long string. It's like those those big bushy beards that blokes grow. That at some point it doesn't become beard anymore. It's just this f-
2: floppy. Something. I think it goes like it on almost too turns long. into
1: normal hair hair after yeah. a certain
2: amount of time. It loses its spring gets dirty and the dirt just makes it stiffen up and easy to mould into attractive shapes such mm. as we've seen here. How would I know though? Can't foresee ever touching one. It's fucking revolting. <laughs> well, you don't uh, know. It... One could blow onto you. Yeah.
1: It's not, it's not even your fault. Just yeah. think you've walked through a cobweb, oh. and Turn around and three metres away, some fat white bloke in his 50s who oh. will almost always own that beard.
2: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean you don't like to rule things out of your future but I'm ruling that out. Unless both my arms get cut off, I'm I'm not letting that happen. Um, This Jason, he also has face tats. Hard to make out exactly what they are. Tats above the shoulder, that's quite the commitment to lifelong unemployment. Might as well be a fucking swastika. Um, Never anything good. Well, I mean, that has changed a bit though. Now people are getting fucking messages of love and shit on their forehead.
1: I was at a bar a few weeks ago and the bartender covered face Almost fully covered in tats. Ripper blood, Very positive, yeah. upbeat guy.
2: Yep. I think even 10 years ago, though, if you saw that, you go, I'm crossing the street. For sure. You used to have to roll sleeves down to try to get a job, any job mm. if you had tat on the arm. Now a, uh, a teardrop is a little fucking live, laugh, love symbol or something.
1: <laughs> um, it is. You look up closer, it is a love heart. Go, oh, that's beautiful. I think Virgin, uh, Virgin Airline uh, flight attendants, or hosties as you keep calling them, um, they I think they can show tats now. Really? Yeah, I believe so. Hostesses. I believe it's
2: Virgin. Yeah. And the male hostesses can all show tats. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Jason is from St. Croix, Virgin Islands. Mm -hmm. You know who else was from there? Victor Borge, pianist, comedian, in that order. They make it look right. so easy. Yeah, um, wow. Tell you what, don't people love a novelty act? I mean, I'm not playing any here. It's just piano, basically. He's just doing funny stuff, slapstick while he's doing it. It's pretty old, it's good. Mate, I saw, fun. I saw out the window from uh, the radio station today one of those,
1: one of those businesses where you go, fuck, are you that busy? It was Jim's Piano uh, Movers. Yeah, well, not Jim. It was like John or St- it was a name
2: like that. Piano Movers. Was it have the gym, wasn't No, it wasn't the actual gym, gym. <laughs> right? Have you ever seen one being moved? They're f- it's it's they're quite skillful.
1: I understand, but I mean, is that is there enough pianos and a small enough amount of
2: people in that industry that they're just flat out every day? I don't know, you reckon? I think, well, pianos are free now, you just the moving cost is where the money is. Mm. Like guess where food's going, food's just free, but you got to pay. <laughs> One of those low-life scum to bring it round to you quickly, don't you? Um, musicians, though, like this, they often get frustrated with how competitive the music industry is. And As a last resort, crack the glove, the big Hollywood lights, they'll disrespectfully hijack comedy and just settle right in. I mean, there's a school of thought that they should fuck off. Not from me. Come one, come all. Everybody's welcome. Oh, in comedy, everyone. Absolutely everyone, by the look of things. Um, everyone. Once in the air. Jason went to the toilet at the back of the plane and a flight attendant uh, at the back could hear Jason rummaging around like opening and closing cabinets. Oh. No doubt just sort of looking for those little <laughs> orange plastic containers Americans all have full of medication <laughs> in their cabinets. Um, the attendant went to investigate and tried to open the door but Jason slammed it in his face and locked it like a teenager. Well, it that should have been closed that, anyway. I know, Then, in case me he's rummaging around behind an unlocked door. Never do that. No.
1: Never do. The amount of times I've opened a, pl- a plain toilet door and someone's there and they yell at me like I'm the fuckhead that doesn't know how to lock a plain toilet
2: door. Oh, anything, doing anything dodgy, not even just curling one off. If you're doing anything, we've all gone through other people's stuff. Interestingly, I've <laughs> been guilty of this too. I'm not punching down <laughs> under the under the stacks of undies or socks. Terrible place to stash your valuables, everyone. First, pra- first place robbers look when they're looting a house, but lock the fucking door. Yeah. Crazy. Amateur stuff. Jason has emerged sometime later and cursed out the attendant using a homophobic slur as he went back oh, yeah. to his seat. Um, each time Jason got up from his seat, there was a man in an aisle seat who was also getting up because Jason was in the middle. Not a great place oh. to sit any time, but especially if you're going to kick off. Um, this man had to get up and watch him turned out that his seatmate was a Virgin Islands police officer who knew of Jason's reputation and that he had been in trouble before small community. Um, One hour into the flight, Jason asked for more beer. And at this stage, he didn't just ask, yet he was shouting it. Um, The FA told him he couldn't have any more beer. I want more beer. You you ever fired up at a pub after being refused service? It's pretty much
1: useless. No, I... I always, I don't know. It was just ingrained in me. It's if someone's like, "No, nah, mate, you've had enough." I think,
2: "Fuck, I've it's done good. some damage." Yeah, I got to even. Know. It's happened to me when I haven't even had a sip of mm. one beer. Yeah, and I got refused. I was at the like, Kujibay Hotel, in fact. I had some mates from Brisbane down when we used to live around behind it. Took them over for a beer. Bought three beers. Turned around. The Guy goes, "You got to leave, mate." So why haven't it? I'm just I just got here. No, nah, don't argue, yeah. you got to leave. I'm like, fuck, all right, had to leave. <laughs> Hope someone enjoys my three <laughs> beers I just bought. Yeah, I've
1: been, I, I've, uh, been kicked out. I was actually with um, Jim Jeffries. This is about fucking like, nine years ago in Melbourne. His mate and I went into a bar and there was a big group of blokes kicking off on the balcony, like just drunk, having fun, being loud, whatever, and uh, we've ordered beers, come back. And the manager come, has come out to us straight We haven't had a sit. And they said, you guys – well, we didn't know. This little bloke came out and just said, you guys have to go. Um, there's reports of you being too loud. And Jim said, who us, the blokes that just walked out here, or do you think maybe it's that crew there? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> the group of 10 blokes just fucking being feral. And he, this guy who we didn't know said, you got to go. I'm like, I don't know who you are, so I'm not listening. Are you the manager? Yeah. He's like, you've got to go. And I say, I don't know who you are, so fuck off. Yeah, great. And then he comes back with two security guards and he said, I'm the manager. And I'm like, mate, I, I, asked, if, I, I asked him. I didn't say fuck off yeah. before knowing if you were the manager. <laughs> what a loser I asked shit. you. You didn't give me anything. And um, Jim's mate and I had walked down the stairs of this place, quite steep stairs. we turn around and go, where's Jim? And we are just here just getting another beer, and he tried to order one more beer just to be fucking annoying. <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> Grabbed him, and almost
2: all three of us down the stairs at pace. Yeah. I mean, you can't you can't argue and reason with these idiots. You just got to resign. You are going. yeah.
1: But it, there's nothing worse than a, I've literally done that. I just walked in. Yeah, something about my head. It's like to, I know if I'm if I uh, haven't had a shave or something, and I've been crook. This is pre COVID, obviously. Go to get some cold and flu tablets. Yeah. And they ask me for two things of ID. I go, do I I look like a bloke that's fucking getting the good shit out of this and mixing it up? I mean, you should really
2: not get served if you've got two forms of ID. You've got my passport here with me as well. Nah, sorry. (laughs) That was your test and you failed. Get out. A bank statement, an electricity bill. Yeah. (laughs) A library card, (laughs) a license. Uh, Jason, he's, um, He's, he's climbed over the bloke sitting next to him into the aisle and confronted the FA. I'm not any more beers. will be there in
1: an hour. So said, the FA said, I'm not giving
2: you any more beers. We're gonna yes. be there in an hour. Yeah. I mean you just relax for an hour, wouldn't you? It's plenty of beer in Miami. It'd be all right. What do you also what do you make of drinking heavily in a middle seat? That's a crap, that's oh, No I've had that happen next to me. I do feel a little bit vulnerable with someone there. At best they've got to tell you to get up so they can go to the toilet multiple times. at yeah. worst, I'll spew on you or something.
1: yeah the only and the problem is because the rule the rule is they've got the um they've got the armrests in the middle. yeah, it does help you sort of lock them in if they do kick off. you know you'll get your elbow in front of theirs quicker. hold down yeah, that right. side. hope the person in the window seat does their bit. But it is that you know. thing, it's like, mate, you know you're going to have to piss a lot. Why are you yeah. doing this to all of us? Yeah, I don't know. Not their fault. But also, being in a middle seat fucking sucks, so
2: you might just have to get maggot. Yeah. Who knows? I understand both sides, you know. We're open-minded gents. It's that empathy we're always talking about. <laughs> anyway, who is he sitting next to? Mentioned this already. It's off-duty Virgin Islands police officer, Dirk Marshall. What a name. What Brilliant a fucking name. name. Dirk, Dirk has to get Marshall. up every time. Sounds as American as it is. Dirk Marshall, super cop with a band to pick with crime. It's <laughs> really good. That's a top name.
1: But it sounds like Dirk Marshall did something wrong in Miami and he's been sent to the Virgin
2: Islands to earn his fucking stripes back. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you. I mean Dirk, Dirk is a name. Few few famous Dirks. Dirk's a bit Dutchy for me. Not a lot of Dirks around these days. Dirk Nowitzki, NBA player for the Dallas Mavericks, superstar. Oh, okay. mm. He's got Dutch heritage. Or we'll just
1: not sure. I think
2: German. On. I looked up some famous Dirks. There are plenty. Mostly physicists, geologists, coppersmiths, you know, artists. We were yet to revere chefs and models and shit. Dirks. You don't see any dirks doing that stuff. No. A couple of Dirk cricket players in my youth. Yeah. Uh famous. Dirk Weller. Australia. Wellen. Yeah, Australians. He was a wow. teacher, teacher in Brisbane who captained three different states in Sheffield Shield. Hold on. It was <laughs> back, before, back <laughs> before cricketers with tattooed thugs who marry models and shit. Um, but hold Wellens. on. How
1: do, you, how do you Captain Three? I thought Sheffield Shield was the state you're born in.
2: No, it's not State of Origin, mate. Ah. State of Origin is not even State of Origin really. No. But um, no, you can move around. I did not know that. Less so these days, I think. Um, Dirk's got a PhD. The other Dirk was Dirk Tasler, Queensland bowler. He went on to be a builder. After cricket. Some man, that's they must be looking at just like some people think they're born in the wrong era. Twenty years before cricket became a you know, million <laughs> buck a week proposition. Oh yeah. Fuck. Alan Border only made about eighty, ninety grand a year and he was captain for years. Yeah, I read I read that uh the other day actually with was it
1: cricket? Who's the who's the cricketer that's Pat Cummins.
2: Yeah, Cummins. Did he stand up hey, against
1: who was it? He stood Mine? up against, a, you know,
2: anyone Yeah. Uh, Alinta yeah. Energy or was it was a yeah. mining company, I believe, or mm. something. It was a, It's a big one. I mean, if you've got money, you just say, no, I don't need it. Why does anyone sell themselves out? Why would you do an ad? That sort of thing. Rich person thing to say. Yeah. Netball did the same.
1: Mate, I do not come from money, but I'm trying to fucking get some. So send an ad my way. I mean. Yeah. Uh, who
2: cares? Yeah. Do it. Say it, whatever. <laughs> Some cricketers, cricketers used to have to have jobs. Some cricketers used to turn up at the bottle shop. I worked out as sales reps for Forex. Oh, great! Just a marquee position.
1: I always thought that'd be a fun
2: gig. When I worked at a pub, I thought beer rep would mm. be a good gig. It's fine. You just come and giving a bit, giving away a bit of merch. Yeah. This in Queensland, yeah, mate. Why well, have you got a job? Forex just sells itself. <laughs> this is a, you know, just salary cap shit though,
1: isn't it? But now um, I, I found out there's still like tobacco salespeople getting around like oh yeah. for cigarette companies and stuff. I think it's still a job. They have to go out. And they are. They're fucking up against it. Yeah. You can't even see the packets. They're, they're earning their keep Oh,
2: pushing those durries. Heroes. <laughs> and cricketers, that was all salary cap. It's like when- now you see like a rugby league player's wife getting a $1 million position as canteen manager, spurting tomato sauce on pies at the MCG, million bucks a year.
1: Um Chris
2: Judd, who played at
1: West Coast, um and then moved to Carlton, unbelievable player. He um he, he was signed on Vizzy, one of the big sponsors at Carlton. Yeah. And they signed him on as a Fuck, what was it? Like an environmental ambassador? Brilliant. Judd was paid more than 200 grand a year to push Vizzy's environmental message. Sweet. That that was one of those jobs. Did he ever have to say it? Yeah, I think they had him on the footy show once giving him shit and he was telling them how to like wash out your recycling, oh, you know, oh. wash out the food tubs before you put it in the bin. Yeah. Um. I I think though, but the rugby league one, the big one recently, Cam Munster. Yeah. Red Dolphins chucking everything at him mm. and he thought, nah. A Queensland boy, you go, nah, I'll stay in Melbourne. I just like it better here.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Dirk Marshall, the police officer from the Virgin Islands, 2011 Police Officer of the Year, in fact, after being sworn in in 2009. Meteoric rise to the top. Bam. Not unlike Terry Lewis from Queensland when J.B. Ockie Peterson promoted him above 122 more qualified and senior candidates. To the top job of police commissioner, so he could start raking in some cash for the boys.
1: Hey, uh, I've just looked him up. The VIPD Saint Croix. Yep. Yeah. He um in twenty twenty one promoted to rank of detective. Yeah, I know. Oh, sorry, mate. I've jumped out. No, the it's, it's all right. excited. Fine. I've looked up Dirk. He got
2: promoted. Well. He's a self-confessed adrenaline junkie. Yeah. One time he bashed a civilian. Didn't receive any disciplinary action for that. In fact, <laughs> promoted soon after. Virgin Islands is it's the- I thought Virgin
1: Islands was just all mailboxes that fucking dodgy business letters go to. I didn't even um, know there were people
2: there. I thought it was yeah. a big post office near a beach. Post office workers. They're not happy. Yeah. They're bashing. Um, highest murder rate in the country. Higher than DC. Wow. The country of USA we're talking. Yep. It's a- American Virgin Islands. Um, I think Dirk should direct his adrenaline fix toward that little problem, <laughs> like Magnum Pi did in Hawaii in the eighties. Clean that joint right up. But is uh, that
1: is that one of those? You know, there's ten people there. One got killed, so the murder rate's fucking ten percent or something.
2: You know, pretty much. But yeah, the fudge the. <laughs> yeah, smaller communities there should be less murders. I mean, murder capital of the world for a little while there was Norfolk Islands, wasn't it? Those were murdered there. Remember that unsolved murder they had in Norfolk Islands? There's only 100 people live there. Oh, yeah. Very likely to get murdered if you live there.
1: I didn't know British and US Virgin Islands. Yep. Didn't know they
2: split them up. Oh, yeah. Just evenly. You have that one, we'll have this one. <laughs> um, the guy filming, Jason Felix, has stopped the camera at one stage and missed some critical content. Don't ever do that. If you Just get everything sorted out in the edit, all right? I used to work in TV, but like production fuck the shit. You know, low end jobs I was doing. Uh, something big happens. Some doofus cameraman standing there, just saying, "Oh, well, no one told me to film it." Mate, <laughs> it's a bloody plane crash. Yeah, but the the show's about singing. What? <laughs> just get They're it. Just, yeah. <laughs> um, after this confrontation, Jason and police officer Dirk Marshall ended up coming to blows in the aisle.
0: I've got the seatbelt
1: sign on, please uh, return immediately
2: to your seats. And- <laughs> the, I, um, I mean, it's not great audio, but the punches are inaudible. But the walloper Dirk Marshall definitely got the better of him. Fucking in oath. In that fight, as I usually do. Um, I do like the pilot,
1: though. That's the old turn this around. Yeah. And you know, I can't physically reach back and stop you two. Yeah. But I've got the seatbelt sign on. I don't want to hear one more word out of
2: any of you. <laughs> please return your seat. Um, Dirk later said that Jason had spat blood at him and ripped his shirt. Like if you're going to punch a man's face bloody, then that's always a risk, isn't it? Mm. Uh, passengers then got involved and slowly tried to calm him down. Jason kept screaming at the police officer, I'm going to kill you. I know you're a cop. Threatened to kill Dirk Marshall. You can't do that. Which we can safely assume is impossible. <laughs> Dirk had already bashed him by that, Sage. so. <laughs> I also love too,
1: by the way, that yeah, that he um, he spit blood on me, trying to fucking rip my shirt as if the the other bloke is just eating a sandwich and accidentally bit the inside of his cheek. Got accidental spit. Yeah. Then it's on. Blood you created, Dirk. (laughs)
2: Chill 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 out.
1: You're going to lose your job. You're going to lose your job. I, I, your job. Right. Your job. Your I job. love he has. He's downgraded his own threat there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw that. He's
2: gone from, oh, fucking, I'll kill you. I'll kill you. To, oh, you I'm better gonna run. Your You're going to lose your job. Might as well be dead if you lose <laughs> your job. It is like that is pretty good uh, blaming everyone else. The blood thing. he's I mean, spat blood. It's like, you know, yeah. I tripped over on the head that I severed and hurt myself. <laughs> it's that guy's fault. One on the ground.
1: How often do you reckon Dirk's walked into the chief's office and the chief's looking through the, uh, looking through the the blinds? Yeah, and turns around and goes, God damn it! <laughs> yeah.
2: Again, Dirk, They've done it again. God having, damn it, Dirk! I think Dirk had slapped his gun and his badge down quite a few times. <laughs> you can find me if you want, but I had to do it. Had, had to bash him, Sarge. Um, they all try to calm him down some more while he says some nastier stuff and uh, demands everyone look for his hat. He spent $25 on that hat. He needs his hat. He's <laughs> got some sort of tea towel on his head as well under that hat. It's do-rag, yeah. Is it called a do-rag? Yeah. What's it for? Sweat. I
1: don't know. It was just a big fashion, yeah. big rap fashion thing. I haven't seen one lately. That was 2018. But this was oh. early 2000s, big do-rag time. Mm. 50 Cent, Nelly. Heaps of rappers, j yeah, g- g- the g- g- unit, they're all getting around in them. Yeah. I never went I never went doorag. I did have a skull cap, Ali G style when I was uh getting around in my Echo track suit that didn't breathe. Did you really? Back in the early 2000s? Yeah, man.
2: Have you any photographic evidence of this? I fucking
1: most certainly do, somewhere. Very good. I can't find the I can't find the skull cap one, but I have got a few in the uh the old Echo track suit. Right. From the Vic market. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, this is something. Grim. Um, He really wants his hat. He's got that thing he's tied onto his head. I'll tell you what, as a statement, look for my hat, you bitch faggot. It's not always the best way to get the maximum amount out of people. It's not the army. No. But uh, that is what Jason said. Like homosexuality in that neck of the woods, it's not as widely accepted as it is here. Um, The crew asked for a diversion to get him off in the Bahamas. Pilot said No. He obviously had plans in Miami for that night. Maybe, maybe the pilot wanted to get some of her friends together. Yes, Nick, and uh, go to. I, I saw some good places in Miami recently. Hunkomania, male review for the ultimate ladies' night out. <laughs> and according to the reviews, Hunkomania didn't mind Oink. a last-minute location change and then oh, when you do actually find the place, they'll say your tickets aren't valid and you have to pay again. That's a good scam. Oh, what a stitch up. It's almost as if you get what's coming to you if you want to go to a joint full of orange greased up hunks strutting around in their speedos and bow ties for your pleasure.
1: But I think you're trying to rip off the wrong group of people there Yeah. because a hen's party would go, fuck off, just go somewhere else. But I think a buck's party would go, ah, whatever, we'll pay again. Yeah. <laughs> That's female strip club shit.
2: Corona's $28. Ah, well, guess it is. Let's have a quiet beer in this one. Um, Even though characters like Jason shouldn't be allowed near the greatest country on earth, mainland, instead of diverting, they've stomped on the gas and got to Miami quick sticks to dump him off where people like this belong, the Dade. Miami Dade, yes. Haven't heard of the Dade in a while. Yeah, we're back at the Dade. Four Miami police officers boarded the plane on landing and escorted Jason off after a little back and forth. Status arrested. He said, after you, officer, the cop wasn't falling for that one. After you, Jason, I insist. As if you're <laughs> going to walk in front of someone like that. Crazy. Um, there seemed to be some debate afterwards about his citizenship, but people born in the US Virgin Islands are, in fact, US citizens, so straight to the lockup. No extradition, no mucking around, no special treatment, sucked in. And God bless, obviously.
1: By the way, when are people going to claim that? I just got a bit weird at altitude. Like altitude sickness is an actual thing. Yeah. When's that? That's got to be a new mental illness coming up. Yeah, probably. Because, look, the, plane, the plane's landed and he's like, after you, officer.
2: Sorry. Yeah, I'm cured. Gentlemen first. All we had to do was come down. Hmm. It's like uh, it's like encephalitis. Just got to lower the altitude, <laughs> get down, and everything will be all right. It's just a bit crazy up there. Uh. The eyewitness who filmed everything, and I know beggars can't choose, he did a pretty shit job though. Bit of a quandary, isn't it? Like without him, there'd probably be no story. People don't believe words anymore. I'll
1: tell you one thing you missed out, Yellen. Someone in a do-rag is fighting.
2: World star! World star, motherfucker! <laughs> oh, shit! <World> <laughs> is that do-rag stuff? That's a, oh, yeah. Some good Yellen. fighting on World Star. Is it do-rag... Is you know Peter Fitzsimons? Is his thing a do rag? <laughs>
1: no, he's a uh, bandana. Oh, I think he's. A, oh,
2: hold on. Hey, about Stephen Kamos? No, is I'm, that a do rag or a bandana? Uh, no, a do-rag. his is a do rag. Right.
1: Yeah. Oh, no. Well, Peter Peter Fitzsimons, in his own article, says it's a bandana. Yeah, righto. But it is a red version of Stephen Kamos's one, mm. which is a do rag.
2: Yeah. Bandana sounds a bit more piratey, bit cool. Little less appropriated. Do
1: rags are more fitting than bandanas. See, so, no, nah, I, th- well, I think Fitzsimons. Like a hat. No, 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 like they're just hatter. tighter on the head. Yeah, right. I though. think Fitzsimons is wearing a do rag.
2: Yeah, I think it's a do rag. Calling it's it supposed-
1: a bandana.
2: Yeah, all right. I mean, he did. You're arguing about lowering the altitude. He did. At one point, he tried to order more beer. Even after all this, he's sitting back down <laughs> and he's refused. They brought him water instead, which he gave to another passenger. So he's definitely oh. calmed down a bit. Unless a lesser man would have just thrown the water at someone. <laughs> um, Jason was held in custody until his arraignment one month later, a month of bird in Miami for that without him being charged. Hmm. Man, they fucking love jail over there. He was um, he's faced with charges that could land him in jail for up to 20 years. Jesus. But he did, he did let, get let go after a month and I don't think he's been to trial yet because I couldn't find any sentencing details. He's facing a U.S. district court with a federal grand jury. Sounds serious because I is. did forget though, the threatening the police officer with his life. Yeah, and then fighting one, and then probably wishing him all the best once he was down on the ground. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> The
1: proper bipolar Skypolar. that's what it's called. Yeah. Skypolar. The sky new one is pretty good. <laughs> 38,000 feet. Fuck you, man, I'm going to take your job, kill you, yeah. motherfucker, then it gets yeah. to 20,000 feet.
2: What's happened to your lip there, champ? Just got yourself in a bit of a mischief. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of polar flared up. Beg your pardon. Um, in the greatest country on earth, you can find out whether or not the likes of Jason have ever been arrested. You can apparently find anyone on, on there in America. There's this website called Truthfinder, and uh, that's not negotiable. Truth over there is taken very seriously. Um, the reviews on the homepage of Truthfinder. All uplifting and positive. You found my loved one. Thanks, TruthFinder, Finder, that sort of business. Once you search for someone, though, the reviews become a bit different, people finding <laughs> oh. out that their loved one is a convicted sex offender, that sort of thing. <laughs> um, I searched, obviously, for Nick J. Cody, plenty of them. <laughs> yeah. And you should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't oh, sign I up, though.
1: I've gone to truthfinder.com. I love yeah. the notice at the start. Learning the truth about the history of your family and friends can be shocking, so
2: please be cautious when using this tool. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's funny. Word to the wise, don't do it. I, I didn't sign up after all that. I've only just unsubscribed from hundreds of things because of this fucking podcast, so I never got all the Nick J. Cody rap sheets. I only got as far as, did you know Nick J. Cody has been arrested? <laughs> like, that's as far as you get. You go, yeah, tell me what for. And then you've got to go through all this <laughs> other bullshit, and then they make you sign up. I'm like, nah, I can't, ah. can't get on another thing. I just know that you were arrested. <laughs> oh, was I? Many different areas. <laughs> uh, Jason, though, he's, he's clearly, clearly quite agitated from the videos I saw and not quite right. Seemed much less for more. Like, he got a proper bashing from good old Dirk. Mm. Probably wasn't even the last bloke Dirk bashed that day. <laughs> although, Although we should spare a thought for Dirk Marshall. Poor Dirk has had to take his work away with him. Can't even have a bloody holiday to beautiful Miami without having to bash someone.
1: Do you think maybe that um, it's the uh, like the old I'll, I'll fucking smack some manners into you. Mm. Do you think the other bloke was actually a piece of shit and Dirk's just towed him up to the point where he has learned how to be polite?
2: Yeah, maybe. You can smack <laughs> manners into people. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. And tip from the top, get onto that early. Um, preventative is better than curative. When it comes to <laughs> smacking manners into people. <laughs> Felix was known around St Croix for being recently paroled from Golden Grove Prison and hanging out at the Eastway Service Station. Oh, wow. Across from Tide Village. <laughs> and allegedly- Golden Grove? Yeah. Is that what you said? Golden Grove Prison. Retirement than Sounds, it does prison. Yeah,
1: definitely. Got a real retirement vibe or a, uh, like a shitty off-strip
2: Vegas casino. Oh, yeah. Off to Golden Grove. Slots pay out there. Shady Pines Correctional Centre. Uh, he's openly smoking and selling marijuana, otherwise known as Island Life. Uh, he's got form though. Oh, just, he, um,
1: Hold on. He, so he's gotten out on parole and the first thing he does is just goes and lights up at the servo.
2: Yeah. <laughs> in, in 2012, Jason Some of arrested. this you bring on yourself. Yeah. Sorry. I think I think he gets a rough trot. Um, 2012, he was arrested out the front of a nightclub called Frontline Police said while patrolling the area they could smell marijuana, went to investigate. They searched Jason and found a loaded 45 handgun stuck in the waist of his pants. Mm. He's was charged with unauthorised possession of a firearm held on a $25,000 bail. That's the oldest time itself, isn't it? If you're doing something wrong, don't engage in petty crimes. Like when you've got a body in the boot, don't run a fucking red light. Make sure your <laughs> indicators are working. Rookie shit.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah,
2: if you if you've got the forty five under the t shirt, don't smoke a joint. Yeah, and I have. I did some reading, as it has popped up a lot lately about stoners and gun owners being the same people. Fundamentally, obviously, it doesn't make any sense that the peaceful drug would warrant a use for violence, such as shooting someone in the face when they annoy you. Yeah, um, turns out while legal marijuana states permit people to use clinical or recreational weed, federal law says. A filthy toker cannot purchase and own a gun. A violator faces criminal charges with federal penalty of five years jail time and a $10,000 fine. So no gun purchase or possession is allowed to marijuana consumers, including medical marijuana cardholders. Yeah. That's a that's a good conundrum over there, I reckon. Mm. That'll reduce gun ownership. <laughs> um, Florida's agricultural minister, Nikki Freed, filed a lawsuit against the federal government about their constitutional rights being violated over this. <laughs> this is Nikki is a progressive lawyer slash politician who advocated for voting rights for reformed felons, except sex yep. offenders and murderers. Right. They can't vote in Florida. Who the fuck's voting then? Um <laughs> she fought. It does seem
1: unfair that people can go to jail, you know, do the crime, do the time, get out, and they're like you're still a piece of shit. Yeah. You, go, well, you will never work out again.
2: Might as well go back in, mate. Um, Nikki, I looked into her as a lawyer politician, pretty good. She fought Georgia for pinching too much water from the Flint River upstream from Florida, ruining their oyster industry. Oh, yeah. She she also advocates for medical pot for Floridians suffering from pain and other vague illnesses. Uh, And she reckons her office should be able to issue gun licences to people who are suffering from pain and use pot as a result. So she's all for guns and pot. Pretty funny, as progressive as they are on the slight left of the two choices in the USA. But they had the big, uh, the big
1: pill problems down in
2: Florida. People
1: would mm. do pill runs down to Florida to buy OxyContin. Is that where it's made primarily? No, I think I think they just had the lax laws down there right. yeah. initially. But on it's like fighting for you know medical marijuana in a state where you can just go get oxys. Yeah, you know it's like someone going, "Hey guys, I'm fighting for Panadol
2: for you." You're like, all right, if you want. Yeah. We've got harder shit we can just get. <laughs> um, man, they fucking, they do love guns over there. You know what conquers all, though? Cold, hard cash. Love. Like going love. anti-gun, that's a death sentence for your career in politics in a joint like Florida. You do have to compromise on the safety of your state's children and the lower classes if you want to break through the glass ceiling. Especially when, as is the case here, I found out, Nikki's fiance is Florida marijuana entrepreneur. Oh, there you go. That's his job. There you go. Yeah. Always the cash. Follow (laughs) the money. Get your man. Either way, Jason Felix, gun owner and stoner, face tattoo owner. Hope he's okay and living his best life. Don't know where the fuck he is. Probably in Florida still. Who knows?
1: Probably just punch and dance at the survey. Well, once again- Thanks for listening to Midflight Brawl. Appreciate your support. If you want to grab a T-shirt, they're back in stock, Midflightbrawl.com. Heggy, you've got a special coming out that you're not allowed to promote. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, it's coming out on the 11th of November on Paramount Plus, but uh, I'm not supposed to promote it. They so said I don't I promote that. Just leave it. I don't know. I suppose other people need promoting first or something.
1: Paramount Plus, November 11th they said don't promote your date. So we're not going to promote
2: that. The original never forget date. <laughs> Like you say, didn't get the TM, the other one didn't did. Didn't get the so TM early enough. The funk, the Yanks,
1: <laughs> the Yanks got it. The sneaky <laughs> Yanks. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time, Bye. Hey, mate. Thanks for tuning in to Mid Air Brawl. This is our very first episode. Heggy, you're already shaking your head. It's mid flight brawl, dickhead. Oh fucking hell!
2: Okay, ready to go. The clap. Hang on, sorry, I fucked it. Clap.